There we're looking. Oh, hey. oh, well, g'day. I'm uh, Shane on the Bogan Life Coach, and uh, welcome to my podcast. Uh, a little bit new to this sort of stuff, but uh, look, my mission at the end of the day, folks, is uh, to just go out there and talk to as many epic folks as I possibly can to uh, gather as many stories to serve not only myself, but uh, you guys listen to this as well. And uh, look, today I'm. Uh, Incredibly blessed. I've got a very, very special guest indeed uh, by the name of Yvette Tarrant. Now, uh, Yvette Tarrant is a uh, grief coach, uh, I'm told, and um, I'm keen to get a little bit about her story today. So, uh, Yvette Tarrant, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Shana. Awesome to be here. Well, uh, look, I'm sort of uh, lost where to start. I mean, a grief coach, I'm kind of um, seeing where I fit into this picture. I, I do remember the other day I was. Uh, Lining up at Centrelink to get me uh, job seeker thing, and uh, I was there for a couple of hours, and I sort of uh, had a bit of grief about the fact that uh, you know it took so long, and I might be a little while before I get me payments. Is that corner of the space that you're in dealing with these sorts of issues? Look, I think Shana, when it comes to grief, there is a lot of, I guess, misunderstanding, and maybe people not even understanding what grief is even about. And quite often, we think grief is about death, right? But it's not just about death. It's about any kind of loss or change or loss of connection that we have in our life. And if you're in the, the queue at Centrelink getting, looking for the payment, is that because you've lost a job? Yeah, look, I'm a scaffolder by trade. And, uh, you know, when this old COVID-19 thing kicked into gear, um, I lost my work for the most part. I still got bits and pieces here and there, just cash in hand type stuff, but uh, not enough to, uh, I guess, you know, make ends meet. So, yeah, that's, that's where you found me. Absolutely. So losing a job, losing career, any kind of loss can absolutely uh, give someone the experience of grief. So you may well be experiencing grief from losing your job, Shano. Right. Okay, I get you, I get you. And uh, Well, I'm interested to know a little bit about sort of uh, what it is that you do to sort of help people through this sort of process. But I guess before that, um, what what got you into becoming a grief coach? What What is your story, your journey leading up to, I guess, this point? Yeah, Shano, back in uh, at the end of October 2015, um, my husband unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer. It's truth. And so that completely changed our life in that moment. And we had a, a 19 month journey of him going through treatment. Right. And then unfortunately, the end of that um, time in May 2017, he actually passed away. Sorry to hear that. Thanks, Jano. And uh, we had been together for 24 years and our girls for 12 and 16 at that point. So life as we knew it completely was turned upside down. I bet. That's pretty much lost for words, yeah. So well, yeah, I'll just shut up and let you continue. Yeah. Thanks, Jano. And so I was already a coach at that point in time, not working because I'd been taking care of my husband. And that put me on a journey obviously of going through grief and experiencing that and going through my own healing and what that looked like and and what I learned and and what I guess what I saw I guess as a culture how we deal with death and loss and dying and grief which are things I saw probably weren't that helpful and that journey of, of my own healing brought me to a point where I realized that what I had learned I could then use to support other people going through their grief as well and so that then brought me to be a grief support coach. So right. it's supporting people through their grief journey and their grief healing and understanding grief and also helping them create th- their life beyond grief, you know, what their what their new life looks like moving forward. 
that's absolutely astounding. I mean, what a story. I mean, it's uh, obviously incredibly sad at the same time as to what sort of brought you into this, but um, it sounds like you have really just taken this thing that was thrown at you and your family and, and, and done the best you can to turn into something that's not only uh, a journey of your own recovery, but you know, turning that around and serving other folks as well. I mean, it's absolutely astounding. Yeah, it's been so, oh my gosh, it's been, I guess at that point in time when my husband died, like I didn't, I did not recognise my life anymore. I had yeah. no idea who I was anymore and I had no clue how I fit into my life anymore. So it's a, a complete reinvention, if you like, and even parenting, I had no clue, like how I was going to be a sole parent, like that's not what I signed up for. And so that whole journey of navigating what that looked like and moving through that and really understanding what grief and loss is all about and how, I guess, one of the, the greatest lessons I've learned is that it's never the event or the experience or the situation that creates how we feel. We get to choose what that looks like moving forward. And so even though I've been through this, it's how can I honour the experience? How can I honour my husband and our journey? How can I use this really shitty, crappy life experience to turn it into something positive uh, and, and bring something good out of it because it can't all be shit. Right. That is that's certainly making me two hours in line at uh, Centrelink pale by, uh, pale by comparison. I mean, uh, what... Uh, Can I just... Actually, I will, I will jump in sure, there if sure, that's okay, ahead. Shana. Because yeah. I love that you brought that up. Because one of the... One of the challenging things I see with grief is that we like to compare. Right. And there is no comparison in grief. Like, the worst grief for you is your grief. Yep. And so, again, back to understanding that grief isn't just about death. It can be any kind of loss or change in your life. And so whatever you're going through at your particular point in time, you need to honour that and allow yourself to feel that without comparing it right. to other people. Because when we compare, we either minimise our own experience or we minimise somebody else's experience, which is not our business to do anyway. And so if you find that two hours in the queue at Centrelink challenging and feel like you whatever that mm. experience brought up for you, just allow yourself to feel it and be okay with that. Okay, so... Uh well, I might just uh, do that a little bit now. I'm sort of uh, I'm seeing myself forgiving the, the staff behind the counter and uh, all the people that were in there that day. It was certainly a motley crew of people, I can certainly tell you that much. Um, but, uh, I can imagine it would have been. Well, I guess an interesting thing we can sort of discuss is like, what would you, you've already mentioned one really good point there. Someone like yourself who's going through whatever grief I describe it as or someone who's going through something far, far worse. What's, you know, in basic terms, what is... Uh, your methodology you've found most effective so far mm. of sort of carrying someone through grief just you know d despite what it may be that's causing the grief yeah great question there's some key things I definitely start with and awareness is the most important thing to start with and, and awareness of what are you feeling and making sure that again that we honor that and that we acknowledge that and then once we have that awareness in place it's making sure that when we have those feelings we allow ourselves to feel whatever it is that we're feeling. Because so often we, we want people to feel better without understanding that the feeling has to come before the feeling better. And right. in our culture, so often we distance ourselves from pain and, and discomfort. Now, when we're feeling pain, we can distract ourselves with alcohol, sex, drugs, Netflix, shopping, food, whatever that looks like. And... So that's a distraction. It's a distraction. Uh, it makes me wonder I've been distracting myself <laughs> on this whole time. It and ticks a lot of boxes. And, and so many people do. Like, Shana, hear me when I say you are not alone. Right. As a culture, that's what we tend to do. And the problem with that is that when we don't allow ourselves to feel, 
we don't allow ourselves to um, let those emotions go, if that makes sense. Because feelings is energy, and we have all this energy buzzing around inside of and all those feelings. Yeah. If we don't allow ourselves to feel, that energy just stays stuck in there. And then we stack something else on top of it and something else on top of it. Mm -hmm. And so the, the allowing a space to feel and be okay with what we're feeling, just mm -hmm. without judgment, without comparison. And the other thing I would say would be crucially important, and that's having a support network. Right. And that means having it may only be one person but having it might be the mate down at the pub it might be your next door neighbor it might be a, a relative or you know whatever that looks like for you it only has to be one person but that one person that you can actually communicate and share mm. and be a safe space to know that you can tell them how you're feeling they don't try to fix it they don't try to tell you to do something different mm. that they mm. just allow you they just sit and listen and allow you to be whatever you need to be yeah, right. And uh, do you have re any recommendations about the, the kind of caliber of person you should be hanging out with? I mean, there's lots of people who I can, uh, you know, you can. I've got a shoulder to cry on, but uh, you know, a lot of them are piss wrecks and you know, unemployed and stuff like that. Is it is it really about uh, how qualified and how good a person they are to support you, or is it just the fact that they're prepared to listen? It is the listening, right? And when it comes to grief, it's an incredibly personal, individual journey. It, it's as it's as individual as our fingerprint is. And just as connection is with people and friendships and who we connect with. We all have friends that we know are our, our, our friends that we talk to, but we don't necessarily tell them everything. And we've got those, those friends or friend that we know that we can actually tell them everything. Yep. And so it doesn't matter who they are, just as long as it's a person or even a group of people, that you can just be open and honest and tell them what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Amazing. That's absolutely incredible. And look, you know, I, I know a little bit about your, you know, your family situation apart from what we've just spoken about today. And, you know, I think you'd be a massive inspiration to a lot of women out there uh, or anyone in, in, uh, for that matter, but particularly women who are going through a difficult time, maybe a single mother, someone trying to start a business. I mean, you've lost your husband, you got, you're raising two girls by yourself, starting a business all at once. I mean, how does that not make a, a woman uh, crack? <laughs> Trust me, Shana, there's been plenty of cracks. <laughs> right, okay. And I think that's the important part of the journey to understand. Man, there are cracks and there are times when, I'll be very honest with you, Shana, there are times when I have literally been on the floor crying and sobbing uncontrollably, feeling like I'm down the deepest of darkest of holes, like I have no idea how to get myself out. Right. And some days I don't even know if I wanted to because this mountain that had become my life just felt too hard and too high to climb. But that is the importance of feeling and allowing yeah. those emotions to, to move through and, um, and you know, be okay with feeling that and be okay with the messiness and the ugliness and whatever that looks like for you. And, and again, having that support network come on the other side. So it's not going through the journey without the cracks. It's, being okay, it, it's knowing the cracks are going to be there and just allowing them to be whatever they are. And at the end of that, allowing the light to shine through the cracks, if you like. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, uh, I can certainly relate to the, you know, lying on the floor crying I and mean, having a support network around you. I remember when uh, the Maroons finally lost to the Blues in the state of origin, I pretty much woke up the next morning doing the exact same thing. But again, you've put things in perspective for me again. I had mates around me to help me through that. But uh, I guess, you know, what I considered to be a big, a big problem or something to get through before is uh, clearly... Uh, not that big a thing on the grand scheme of things. I think what's really beautiful about that, Shane, though, is that we all have our own experiences right. of what yep. feels like it's tough and what is the, the amazing thing about it when we pay attention and, and, and 
terms of have reflection when we move through things mm. is understanding that everything has lessons and gifts and blessings. Right. I didn't feel like it at the time yeah. when you're in the – can I swear? Is that okay, Shana? Yeah, of yeah, okay. course. Um, when you're in the shit yep. and you're in the – feels like you're dragging yourself through shit and mud and crap – it's when you move through that to be able to look back and reflect and see, holy cow, I got through that. What did I learn from that? What are the gifts from that that I can then take forward with me? Mm. So when I get more challenges coming at me, because life is all about, life is not easy. It's just not yep. s- it just isn't easy. There's always going to be another challenge or another thing that comes our way. It's taking what I've learned from that experience and you know, with the courage and the confidence and the, the fierceness and the boldness and all those things that you learn from that experience mm. to take them forward with you into the next challenge that will come along. And look, I'm, I'm really curious, what's been some of the uh, the lessons and the learnings and the blessings that you've evaluated out of your situation? I'm sure anyone else who's going through a similar journey or uh, whether it's job loss or loss of some in the family, like how, what are the lessons you've taken away from this? Yeah, well, I think that the big one that I mentioned to you before, you know, was that it's never the event or the circumstance or the situation that creates how we feel, but we get to choose that. And we get to choose, regardless of what's going on, we get to choose how we show up. We get to choose how we feel. We get to allow ourselves to experience things in however way that we, we want to do that. Mm. And I, there is the importance of understanding, you know, that pain is a part of life, suffering is optional. And what I mean by that is that difficult things happen and we experience pain from that. Mm. When we argue with the reality of that, meaning that, we think that it shouldn't have happened. We want it to be different than what it is and it shouldn't be how it is. That creates suffering for us because mm. we, we have no power to control that or to change it, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So, for example, with my husband dying, there was a period of time where I stayed in the space of this is of loss, if you like, in terms of loss of future. So this shouldn't be the way it is. This is not how our life is meant to be. I don't want it to be like this. It should be something different. When I'm in, when I was in that space, it created suffering for me because there was nothing I could do to change it. Right. And so coming back to that space of okay, what 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 do I have control over, and focusing on that, and always coming back to gratitude. So even though I don't have my husband here now, it's making sure and and being mindful of that I'm grateful for the time that we did have together. Wow. So for those 24 years, I don't have any more time with him physically here, but holy shit, I've got 24 years. Um, remember that, focus on that, be grateful for that, and be present in the moment to know that, okay, all the lessons I learned from that, I now get to take forward with me. And from a parenting perspective, that's been one of the most challenging, difficult, heartbreaking, mm-hmm. like brought me to my knees experience through this as well. But it's un- also navigating that space of, being the best example I can, you know, for our girls and honouring honoring our journey in the sense that, you know, my husband's not here to live his life anymore. So the, the best way to me, for me to honour him is to live, just to live wow. big, playful out and honour him in that way. What a powerful message. It's almost like you've got to, you've got to step up and uh, live the life you want to live to, as you said, to honour yeah, and that he was. Yeah, because the other thing, Shano, I see a lot mm. is that is people take time for granted. Right. People assume, for example, Shano, you may go to bed tonight and assume that tomorrow you're going to wake up. Mm. But you don't know that you will. And next week you don't know if you're going to be here. Next month you don't know. Next year. But we all assume we have time. And 
in doing that, we don't necessarily live a full life and live a life that we're happy living because we're always waiting for it to happen. So when we change our perspective and realise that none of us are guaranteed any amount of time. So tomorrow, if today was your last day, Shano, would you do things differently? I don't know where to begin. I would yeah, I'd do a lot of things differently. <laughs> give up the durries, cut back on the booze and... Uh, yeah, try and live a bit more of a full life. Uh, maybe say sorry to a few folks. Maybe forgive a few folks. Um, where do I stop? I love that. Yeah. And so, and that's the other thing I love that you brought that up because nothing can prepare us for the finality of death. And right. what I mean by that, even when you know it's coming, nothing can prepare you for that. And so if there are conversations you need to have, if there's shit you need to clean up, if there's people you need to fix stuff with, then do it today because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And when we don't clean that stuff up, we have to then live with it for the rest of our life. And it's also if you're letting people know, not just to clean the shit up, but let people know how you feel about them. So when pe- if something happens to you, people aren't left wondering, oh, wow, did, did he love me? Did he care for me? What did I mean to him? You know, I don't know about y- who you have, mm. special people in your life, Shano, and right, yep. loved ones that, you know, y- that you hold close to your heart. Uh, bachelor at the moment, but, you know, always out there. <laughs> but if something happened to you, Shano, y- you, would your special someone be wondering how you felt about them? Would they know, like, the depth at which you cared for them and loved them? So tell them that stuff too. Your family, friends, all of tell them because you may not get another opportunity to do that. Wow. I'm absolutely... Uh, Absolutely gobsmacked. I've uh, you've certainly opened my eyes to a few things today. Yvette, thank you so much for everything. Um, look, ha- how do people get a hold of you? If, if there's anyone listening to this today who uh, is going through a difficult time uh, and really resonates with your message, which I imagine would be quite a few people, mm-hmm. uh, how can they reach out to you and uh, and see if you can help them? Yeah, look, probably social media is the best place to find me on yep. Facebook, a couple of different pages on Facebook, uh, Yvette Tarrant and Yvette Tarrant, the grief support coach. Right. And send me uh, a message and I would love to connect uh, with anyone that may need support or even have a conversation about how they can move forward through their own grief. And, and I guess the thing I, I love people to understand and connect with and to really know is that there is life beyond grief. Yeah. And that it is possible to move through your grief and to find happiness and to find peace on the other side of it. Because when you're in the shit of it, it feels like it, that's not even possible, but it is possible. Amazing. Look, I've got a lot, a lot of thinking to do. I've got to uh, make some phone calls. I've got to make some changes because, uh, as you've said, time is, is never guaranteed. So exactly. Look, Love that, Shana. Yvette Tarrant, thank you so much for uh, joining me on my podcast today. You've been a tremendous uh, help to many people, I'm sure. Uh, you definitely have to be myself, and uh, I'd love to chat to you again sometime soon. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Shana. Thanks so much, Yvette.